Hello, my name is Cheyenne Yang, and today I'll be talking about the traditions of Hmong marriages and its process. The first topic we will be talking about is the traditional aspects of the Hmong culture and how a wedding is set up. In the Hmong culture, there are three ways the groom can propose to the bride, but the groom must make sure that the bride does not have the same last name, or else it is considered taboo. One way to propose to the bride is when a man and representatives from his family do a formal meeting with the girl's family. They will often bring gifts and money to ask the girl's parents for her hand in marriage. The second way of how a man proposes is if he is interested in a girl. Then he will usually buy a, her a gift, and if she accepts, they get married. But if she doesn't, they won't. This proposal is most common and the gift he will give to her doesn't necessarily have to be a ring. It could also be clothes, trinkets, and jewelry. Usually when the groom proposes this way, they will run away to his house and his parents will send the bride's parents a sort of sign that their daughter is with them. The last way a man may initiate a proposal would be by what the Hmong call bride napping. This means that a man wants a girl he will kidnap her to marry. However, this proposal is not as common, yet it does still happen, rarely. But when it does, the man will usually send a gift, and if she accepts it, her family cannot do anything at all. Once the deal is done, no one could get in between. If the bride tries to get police involved, then the man will tell her she is a disgrace to her family. In some cases, the man will rape the bride as a symbol of her purity being thrown out and she can no longer go to her family, nor will anyone want her because she is seen as damaged goods. But this way of proposing is not common in the Western nations. In the Hmong culture, before a wedding is set, the price of the bride will be determined. The price of a Hmong woman can be up to 3,000 to 10,000 depending on whether or not she has sisters and her family's reputation. The age of the bride does not matter, however, the most common age to get married is 16 years old, and the man could be any age. This is very common in the Hmong culture, where a 38-year-old man may want to marry a 16-year-old girl, and if approved by her parents, she will be married off. A typical traditional man will practice polygamy if he wants to. This could be either because he no longer loves his wife or she cannot provide a son for him. The reason why many men practice polygamy is because in the Hmong culture, there is no divorcing. And the only way to divorce truly is by telling your clan leader the reason for wanting divorce. However, in many cases, the proposal for divorce is low, and then the woman ends up having to stay with her husband and be miserable. The next topic that we will be talking about are the rituals that happen during the wedding ceremony and what they mean to the couple. The first ritual done is called Fai Shou. This is when the bride arrives at the groom's house. When arriving at the house, the head of the household will perform a blessing ritual asking the ancestors to accept her into their household. After this is performed, the bride will not be allowed to visit anyone's house for three days, not even her parents. As the three days pass, the parents of the groom have to prepare the first wedding feast for the newlywed couple called This is usually so that the couple can be married for many years and have many children together. 
This ritual is also performed so that the couple can stay well and grow from one another in unity as their journey begins. In the wedding, there is no such thing as bridesmaids. The only bridesmaid the bride will have is usually called the Green Lady. This lady is chosen by the groom's family and is related to his family in order to ensure that she does not get cold feet along with making sure that the bride transitions to the groom's side comfortably. In other words, her job of the Green Lady is to follow her everywhere to make sure the bride money doesn't get stolen if the bride runs away. Before the wedding starts, from both sides of the family will be a representative in order to negotiate the bride's price and to make sure whether or not she is worth the money. Moving on to the next topic, which is about food and clothing. Usually, the bride and groom will be dressed in their clan clothing, which are made by their parents or grandparents. They cannot wear wedding dresses or suits like American weddings. The bride will also generally wear something that her grandmother or mother has made or has been passing down, like jewelry or clothing. If the bride isn't given anything, she is considered unloved by her family. The animals that are most important in the Hmong culture to feast on are cows, pigs, and typically the woman will be cooking and setting up the wedding. When eating, it is very common to see women and men eating in separate rooms and at different times. Drinking also plays a huge role in the Hmong culture because it is a way for families to bond and a way to get to know what type of person the groom is. While drinking, the groom must drink as much as he can, whether he is offered by his father-in-law or his brothers-in-law, and if he cannot drink well, he is seen as weak and disrespectful. Lastly. I've interviewed a friend of mine who had been married recently to tell me her experience as a Hmong woman to share what her wedding was like. Ia Vang, who is 21 years old, had gotten married to her husband traditionally. My first question I asked her was, what had the whole process of getting prepared had been like and how would you say you got married traditionally or more modernized? She answered me by saying that there had been a lot of preparations from the groom and the bride's side of the family. The wedding needs at least an entire week to prep everything, if not, maybe even longer. But her family and her husband's family did it within a week span, and her wedding was both traditional and modernized equally. My second question for her had been, what would you say was the most challenging about getting married culturally? Her response was that the most challenging part was dressing up in traditions and following all the traditional rules. For the wife, it isn't as difficult. As for the groom, he must drink and kowtow, bow down on knees, as many times as he must. The third question I asked was, if you think it was more modern, how do you think it was compared to traditional ways? Or vice versa, if you thought it was more traditional, compare it to modern ways. She had replied that it had been both equally traditional and modernized. Modernized because a lot of money for decorations and food, desserts, drinks, and etc. And you basically lose more money doing a modernized wedding, but you gain more money for a traditional wedding because of the money and presents given to you by your family, relatives, and friends. My last question for her had been, what was your experience like through the eyes of being a Hmong woman and she told me that she believes it can be very traditional depending on how a family has adapted to the American culture over time. Ia found it 
good to keep the traditions because it shows where our people came from and what our people really believe in. Having an American wedding on the side and still having a traditional Hmong wedding is good both ways. She also said that she wouldn't do a complete American wedding and forget who she was or where she came from. From interviewing her, I was able to grasp a glimpse of how it was like to get married culturally from her point of view. However, like she had said, it does solely depend on the way a Hmong family had been raised up. In conclusions, why I had gotten through the words of a Hmong woman was that Hmong marriages have many pros and cons to them. The importance of a marriage ceremony in the Hmong culture is significant and special. It shows others a small part of their culture and how strong their connections are. Hmong marriages in current times are very different yet similar to how they were in olden days, which is the beauty of the Hmong culture. I've told you guys all you need to know about Hmong marriages and how they go down in depth. This is Cheyenne, thanks for joining me, and I hope you had fun listening and was able to learn a few things about the Hmong culture. Be sure to look out for my next podcast, and take care.